I'm Allison Knowlton Mason. I'm Stanley Bradley, and we're friends turned family, getting together to tell stories, laugh, observe, and think. This is the family meeting. All right. So welcome to episode four of the family meeting season two. We are continuing our series of talking with different members from our family. And we're so excited to have Lauren with us today. Yay! Yay! Uh, <laughs> someone we know from Atlanta. And so uh, this is also one of my favorite topics. We went a little out of order from this season from last because of guest scheduling. And so I get two of my favorite topics back to back belief and then design, which is like <laughs> so exciting. Um, and in a moment when she ex- introduces herself, you'll know exactly why we chose her for this topic. So hi, Lauren. Hi. Welcome. Yeah. Thank um, you for having me. Of course. Of course. So start out just by telling everybody how you know us and what you're up to these days. Sure. So I met Allison at Savannah College of Art and Design, where we both uh, went for grad school to study graphic design. Yep. And um, yeah, we became friends really fast. We basically, we were like in all the same classes together. And so, you know, when you're spending all day with someone in school and you just, I just feel like we became friends really fast. Um, And we were kind of on the same track too, where we were both doing the three-year program because we hadn't we didn't have like a undergraduate degree in it. So we were catching up for catch a year. Up. Yeah, yeah. Which was cool. I'm actually happy we spent three years there. Yeah. Um, and then I met Stan through Allison. I was trying to remember you, Allison, you threw a party at your house and I can't remember. I feel like it was, was it my birthday? It was someone's birthday. Might've been. Uh, I feel like I, I don't remember whose birthday it is, but funnily enough, I think I had on a green dress. And I think you and John were there. Yeah. I, have, I, I have the pictures of this in I my do head, too. but I don't remember whose birthday it was. Yeah, I can, I can visualize the pictures perfectly. Like I even yeah. remember what I was wearing and I think I was blowing out a candle. So it might've been my birthday. Okay. okay. I remember that. And then, yeah, so we met, I met Stan and Stan, I like, you're one of those people who like you meet you, I meet you. And it's like, I feel like I've known you forever and you're just like so nice and like inviting and great to talk to. And so, I don't know, I've only, I think we only really hung out a few times, but yeah. Well, same to, yeah, thanks. Same to you. You were like super genuine. And I just remember, I think I probably told Allison this. I remember like, she seems really smart. Like that, (laughs) that is like, that's like a criteria. And you and John, like, I remember that too. I remember thinking like, you guys were a super cute couple and like, uh-huh. just really, yeah, no, I definitely remember that. I remember him being super cool and like, ah, this dude too. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was great. It was great. What are you up to now? Um, oh man. Well, the kids are back in school. They started last week. So I'm kind of back on my normal schedule where I can get, you know, good work hours in and summer was, summer is chaotic with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so working, um, my design job. And then back in May, I also kind of accidentally started another business <laughs> baking macarons. So I've been doing that too. So you're like a double entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah. Man. And so I've been, yeah, really just focusing on getting back into work and doing some deep work, not having kids interrupt me every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were, when I first started this journey a little over a year ago, you were one of the first people I wanted to get on the phone with because you had been running your own design firm for how long at that point? 
a couple oh, of years. Yeah. It's been like two. Yeah. It was like two or three years. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I know we went to school together. I always looked up to you design wise. Mm-hmm. I was like, cause you had so much more experience than I did. I felt like you just like came in, even though we both had to do that catch up year. Mm-hmm. I felt like you just like had like a stronger base in some ways. And so I was like, I was like peaking. I'm like, <laughs> up too. And you were so good with typography too. Like I really always respected your typography skills. And so oh, I remember we had, that. we had like an early conversation in my journey and I was like, can I do this? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, I can do this. And then you taught me some very important things like Divi, which I am now oh, a, yes, a, yes. A, a Divi web designer reluctantly. <laughs> and it's because you helped me understand Divi. So yes, um, you are several years ahead of me on this journey, which is, it's a cool, you're part of my like entrepreneurial squad, which I really Aww. appreciate. That means so much. Cause honestly, I, when you called me, I was like, oh my gosh, she's calling me. Allison is like, <laughs> Allison like has it all. Like, I feel like I need to be learning from you. So I don't know how much my advice, you know, helped you out, but you, I mean, I know you're going to be successful in whatever you do. So, well, thank you. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so obviously we have like our Venn diagram overlaps in the design space. Um, and so that's why we wanted to talk to you about design and we love kind of playing around with the multiple terms, like the multiple meanings of design, um, both aesthetic, like our actual work plus like, you know, our homes and things like that. And like, Mm -hmm. I love that you have your, um, orange moss creative in the background behind you. So anybody who's Mm -hmm. watching that (laughs) OMC is like her, her brand name. Um, so we're going to just dig into some of the questions from last season and then, uh, add a few more afterwards. So first thing was one of the ones we talked about last time was where do you see design in your life thus far? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like you said, there's multiple meanings to design. So there's like the aesthetic design. And I mean, that's kind of, I remember we always used to call it the curse of the graphic designer where <laughs> everything, I mean, everything from obviously your design work needs to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you suffer from perfectionism. I sure do. I'm it's trying like, to get free. I'm yeah, trying. Me too. I feel like I'm almost there. Um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, you're driving down the, the road and you see a billboard that's horrific and you're like, oh my gosh, why do I have to see that? <laughs> or, you know, you go to a restaurant and you see a menu that's just like, ah, oh, this could be laid out so much better. Yes. Um, and then, you know, all the way down to, you know, being a homeowner is fun because you can go room by room and design in that sense and designing mm-hmm. spaces. And then all the way down to, um, more of the like systemic design, like, um, arranging systems in your life to make sure you're successful in different areas and, you know, to prevent chaos. So, I mean, I see it in all of those, all of those, um, elements, having kids throws a big wrench. I mean, do you, you, can you, can you execute a design when you, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like physical design, it's really hard, like doing my job. I need, I can't do, you know, I hear people who work in like you know, okay, set 30 minutes for this task and 30 minutes. I can't do that. I need like a few hours of deep work. So if I'm not, you know, home, um, kids are occupied or at school, it's really hard for me to get, you know, that good work done. I want to put my music on my podcast on and just be able to just dive in. So it is hard. And then systems, you know, your systems change 
my systems as far as you know how I get things done just around the house and in life are completely different than before I had kids I was just talking to John the other day and it was like can you even imagine like what it was like we used to get home from work and it's like oh where are we going to go for dinner tonight or what show are we going to binge tonight now it's like mass chaos you know (laughs) with the kids and figuring out who has what homework and what are they going to eat and so everything changes but I mean, I still really see that I need to be intentional with all aspects of design. Otherwise it's, it's just not healthy. Yeah. I mean, it almost feels like, like I'm, I'm thinking about the three of us, right. And how we all have, like you, you mentioned like your evening, right? Like, I feel like Stan probably has the most yes. freedom and the, <laughs> the, the least need for structure in designing your evening. Yes, right. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm here. Do I want to go back out? Do I want to get in the bed? Like, I don't have anything else to worry about other than what I want to do. Right. And like, as soon as you add extra people, like, right. So I can't just be like, I just want to binge a show by myself because I have another person here. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we're kind of where you and John were. We're like, oh, do we want to binge a show? Do we want to go out to eat? Well, not in Florida right now. Yeah. (laughs) COVID. Um, Anywhere. But yeah, it's like that the more people you're responsible for, Mm -hmm. the more design you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, literally I'm managing three other little lives, sometimes four. (laughs) (laughs) Slap me when he hears that, but um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And yeah, you can easily lose your mind. (laughs) Yeah. So then how are you thinking about, and I know this is like a big question, but how are you thinking about design the rest of your life? Like- Obviously you can't predict everything, but it's Mm -hmm. like, how are you thinking like forward about design? So, oh my gosh, I've always had a really big problem with conceptual. When someone says like, what's your five-year plan? I can never give an answer because I just can't. It's so hard for me to look that far ahead. And I think kids have a a big part in that. Maybe uh, prior to having kids, I could have, but, you know, as far as like my job, design, you know, with branding and, and website design, I very much see that saying like the path that I'm going to be on. I go back and forth with, I used to kind of envision myself having an agency and having designers under me and growing in that way. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like the more I get into it, I really don't want to grow that big. Like it would be great. Um, I mean, I've got Crosby at home who's two, so mm-hmm. he's going to be home for the next two to three years, you know, mm-hmm. he does daycare, but as far as school hours, he's going to be home for the next couple of years. But after he's in school, I can really see that's when I want to intentionally start to really push and grow uh, Orange Moss Creative mm-hmm. and maybe start hiring. Like I've hired a designer on a contract basis, copywriter, that kind of stuff, but like actually have employees to help where I can focus more on strategy maybe mm-hmm. um I think as I grow as a designer I love design but I also really love the strategy part and I find that hard to focus on if I'm doing everything if I'm doing the sales the marketing the design the meetings the project management everything so I think in that sense that's where I see myself wanting to grow the most is moving out of that designer role and all the little micro things that have to go on and and really focusing more on strategy um yeah that makes sense a hundred percent makes sense because i'm literally doing the same thing right now (laughs) 
Um, what about other areas of your life? And again, I know you said it's hard to think about that, but like outside of business, mm-hmm. outside of business, you know, I feel like I'm always looking forward to when things are going to be less chaotic and a lot of that ties to kids, but then I'm like, well, is it ever going to That's be what I was like, just gonna, yeah, three boys, right? Yeah. Three boys. And you know, they're involved in sports and you know, they have homework and extracurricular, which I want them to be involved in. And I push them to be involved in that. But it's, yeah, it's always like, is it ever going to not be chaotic? Like I remember telling, I have three brothers and my younger brother recently got married, but for a long time, he was, he kept wanting to wait and wait, wait until the timing was perfect until they had a certain amount of money and they were on the right path to where, and I, my advice to him was, it's never going to be the right time. You just have to jump in and do it. So I always think of, okay, I need to take that advice mm-hmm. too, because there's never going to be a time where it's like, oh my gosh, I have so much free time during the day and I can just sit here and do whatever I want and grow how I want to grow within a week. You know, it's yeah. just not going to happen that way. So, I mean, I would say just to continue, um, just, I find that I thrive when I have a schedule, even though I'm kind of more of a spontaneous person. Like when I know when I get my exercise in during the day, when I have time to read whatever book I'm reading, um, when I get my to-do list done for the business. Um, so having that structure, I think I kind of want to continue to just push myself to have that design, you know, mm-hmm. how I design my day mm-hmm. and continue to kind of perfect that and not get bent out of shape when something doesn't happen the way it was supposed to because I'll get real stressed out like as you said recovering perfectionist like I'm I got to get over that like not everything is life and death Lauren you got to (laughs) stop so again this is a little bit a little bit repetitious but you know when you think about that designing your life right you mentioned like moving through the world seeing things and as a designer being like oh applying my designer's eye to this or that Um, What role does visual design have in, you know, like you said, how you design your day, how you design your space, obviously, like, you know, for those who are watching on YouTube, I see, I love those bookshelves in the background, but what role does visual design have and how you move through life? Um, So that's so funny. Yeah. So I, yeah, John put those in for me and he actually designed that desk too. He made that. Um, Yeah. He's got a little creativity in him too. Um, So, I mean, I think like just everything I like to have my hands on. I like it to feel designed. So like, and I'm not as good at this now, but like something as small as Instagram, like having my stories look nice, like doesn't always happen that way, but you know, I, I cringe when it's like rushed or I, I, you know, it's not looking at the caliber that I think it should look. So I think things like that. And then we mentioned like, you know, going, if we're picking a restaurant to go eat at, if I'm looking at the website and the website is horrendous, I'm sorry, I'm probably not going to visit your, your restaurant. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I've gotten better at that as I learned to let go of things. Um, <laughs> but I, I remember uh, Stan Human, and this might be, I don't know if I'm moving ahead, but um, in, in your, the first season, Stan, where you mentioned, I love this, that you said, you said you were talking about matte versus glossy. Yeah. And you said that you were matte, but not flat. I think that's what you said. And yeah. I like, oh, I relate to that so much because everything that's like visually oriented in my life, 
I've never been a very flashy person, but I do like things to be put together and I like small details. Like when I buy clothing, I don't like things that are like super flashy and like lots of patterns and that kind of stuff. But if it has like a little detail in it that you would really only notice if you're really looking, that's kind of like how I am in um, pretty much everything. I think that's my design sense too. You know, Allison in design school, we, we spend a lot of time kind of figuring out what your design aesthetic Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just, I I like it kind of like subtle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Subtle, uh, distinguished, if that's the right word. No, I like that. I think that that, um, yeah, just thinking about everything, you know, everything doesn't have to be bright and shiny, Mm -hmm. but just the idea that there's a little something special, I think is super cool. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, and so with that, obviously, you know, thinking about, you know, even what you mentioned about Instagram, right. Which obviously like I'm a big Instagram gal, but like there's parts of your life that you design just for you, right. Like like you said, like the little subtle ruffle or like ruching or whatever, but Mm -hmm. then there's parts of your life that might be designed to be shown. So what, what thoughts do you have there? Like what, how much of your life do you feel like you designed to be shown and how much do you not? Um, I mean, I, ideally if I had more of the headspace and time, I would be real intentional about it. Like that's one thing I've always loved about you, Allison. I love watching your stories on Instagram and watching all the projects you do, like that beautiful wall behind you. It's like you just, everything you put your personal touch into. And I wish Mm -hmm. I had more time to do that. Um, but like I said, I kind of am more spontaneous. So, uh, it's, it's hard to have it be, have it be like visually have something be visually appealing, but then also make it seem like you weren't really trying. Like I think that's where my style, so something's over-designed or if it's going to be in front of someone and it just feels forced, I kind of cringe at that. So I really try hard not to do that. Um, but which is like, know, which is that... like the, um, the paradox of Instagram, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, if you're putting it up, obviously you're trying, but I'm the same way. Like, I don't want it to ever look too fussy. And like, sometimes when I get to the point of like, I mean, you'd be surprised the amount of projects, recordings that I have on my phone that I have not posted. Cause I'll get to the <laughs> end of it and I'll be like, yeah, but now you got to spend 45 minutes crafting this. And that's too far. Like, I'm like, it's, you already spent it all day working on this thing. It's done now. Just enjoy it as opposed to like taking that extra step to then show it. Right. Um, so I don't know. There does feel like there's that feeling of like, yeah, I'm obviously doing this to show people, but at the same time, like how, how much am I, of my time am I willing to give mm-hmm. to showing this to somebody? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like the, the presentation of it is almost more than the work of it if that yeah. makes sense mm-hmm. yeah when yeah. that happens it's when that yeah like like for example I a couple weeks ago went to the thrift store and I was like I'm going to the thrift store and I put it I was like I'll show you when I get back and then like I took all these pictures and I was like I don't I don't even feel like posting these pictures like I have a whole <laughs> folder full of pictures that from yeah. and like my sister the other day was like where are the pictures from a thrift store I was like I can send them to you I was like I'm not posting them on Instagram I don't have time yeah 
Which is so funny because I think so much of what we do as designers and even like with the macarons that I make, Mm -hmm. they're so process intensive. Mm -hmm. And like I have made for the macarons that I make, I do have an Instagram page and I like taking, you know, videos and reels of the process and people seem to really love it when I post Mm -hmm. that, but it adds such an extra, like what you're saying, saying it's just so extra. And do I want to spend, you know, double the time documenting it or just kind of get lost in doing it. Mm -hmm. But so much of the process is why I love doing it. And it presents something beautiful. And it's nice to kind of show the process of how you get to that finished state. Because a lot of times too, people take, um, you know, what we do for granted as designers or, you know, well, I could do that. I could put the, push the Photoshop easy button, but you know, so that's another, like, I want to show the mm-hmm. process and the visual, what it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, you know, what's your time worth? Yeah. Yeah. Side note, how did you get into the macarons? I'm yes. just curious. Because they look gorgeous. And I'm, and then I was like, I want to order something. And I'm like, then you're like, you can't outside of Texas, but they look really good. Yeah. I, so. I, have, I have also clicked on that, trying to order some. And I was like, damn it, I don't live in Texas. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're super hard to ship. And then, yeah, because I'm a home baker, they don't allow you to but so and yeah Stan by the way you are like every time I see you like an image I'm like oh Stan he you like everything I'm like I do I do like yeah so so I um have loved baking for forever which I think that's a common thread too Allison I feel I don't know if you feel this way in design with designers I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of designers are also foodies and like cooking and baking and that type of thing um so I actually, when we were in grad school, I came up with a business plan for a bakery. I don't know if you remember this. I took no. a business class for designers with one of the teachers there. And I had a whole business plan. I did the logo, the branding, like everything for it. Menu. What was it called? Sweetie Pie Shop. Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember yeah. that now. And um, so I ha- I've always like had in my head that I wanted to do something with baking. And so I joined, I had a food blog. And then that turned into the Instagram feed and I was doing more than just baking. But then um, I lo- have always loved macarons. I was like, well, I want to try and make these. And they, it's, they're so hard to make. It's just really hard to perfect. And so I finally perfected them and people were just like, well, are, do you sell these? Can I buy some? And then uh, it was around Mother's Day. I made, I had made a strawberry shortcake flavor and I was like, oh, these are pink these would be really cute for Mother's Day. And so I put it out in our Facebook neighborhood group if anyone wanted to buy a pack. Like I designed a label for it. Of course you took did. some pretty pictures. Of course I did. <laughs> and uh, got a lot of response. Like I think I baked 15 dozen in a couple of days for people that wanted to buy them for Mother's Day. Wow. And from there I was like, wow, people love this stuff. And then they do. They love buying, you know, from small businesses or, you know, a, a one-man shop, one-woman shop. Um, so yeah, it just kind of started that way. And so I'm still trying to, it's definitely not, I don't, I really don't like the term side hustle, but it's, it's not a full-time thing. It's more mm-hmm. like, okay, I have some extra time to do some baking this week and oh, this would be a cool idea for a theme, you know, a theme this week and people seem to like it. So. It is cool to how your design mind shows up in your, in your cookies as well, because Aside from the fact that like you do these cool like bundles where you're like, you know, for holidays or mix and match and, and 
the the little apple ones for back to school <laughs> oh too cute um i just think like i feel like you're one of the most like creatively prolific people that i know like you're just oh, like oh here's God. an idea <laughs> then you're like boom here's a whole website here's a whole nother instagram page <laughs> and i'm like damn this girl is able to get some stuff done. Oh my so gosh. I, don't, I don't know if you feel that way or not, but I, was I like, don't. That's I look around. I'm like, I'm like, this chick has another business. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Lauren. Yeah, I, I don't feel that way. So hearing you say that means a lot because sometimes I feel like I'm just scrambling to just pull it all together. And then I'm like, am I doing this the right way? What am I supposed to be doing here? So yeah, that means a lot coming from y'all. <laughs> well, I'm like, and then you still will like take my call when I'm like, help, I'm stuck. <laughs> Talk to oh, me for yeah. 15 minutes. Help no. me get unstuck. Yeah. I um, always answer a phone call from you. <laughs> well, okay. So now we're pivoting into the new questions and the, that goes directly into what do we do when a design plan aesthetic doesn't work, which mm-hmm. I feel like is a daily type of thing at this mm-hmm. point. So that's to both of you. So mine is more obviously plan. I'm not design in that sense. Mm-hmm. I think I have like a natural kind of design aesthetic, but I'm not like talented or even trained like you guys. But I'm thinking, um, and this is probably as you age, I think it becomes less of an issue, right? The more mature you get, you're like yeah. expecting it. Just the more you live life, you realize mm-hmm. things don't happen the way you want to. Like, logically, they're probably not going to happen the way you want to. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that like the level of preparation you put into things matters, right? So obviously, if you're not, if it's not, if it's something that means a lot to you, and you prep and you plan for it, and it's not, it might not even be like, for me, it's not even so much that things don't work out. It's somehow the way things are received. Mm-hmm. And that becomes, I think, even more so than more of an issue than things don't work out. Because when things don't work out, generally, and I think you two are both like this, I think we have a problem solving mindset. So it's like, okay, how can I fix this? Mm-hmm. I think that the issue for me is when I've done something and it may come out fine, but if I'm doing it for someone else and it's not received the way I want it to be received, then I think that's where that tension is of how do you respond when it doesn't work? And then that's when you have to come out of your own feelings, mm-hmm. really. 100%. Yeah. Are you sure yeah. you're not a designer, Stan? <laughs> I've been around y'all long enough. I know, I, I know how to look at a website and be like, that's trash. <laughs> we've done our job we've done our job I'm like that's trash I can't go eat there (laughs) yeah yeah no I totally agree and I think that um like you said at the beginning like that maturity and getting older and the ability to like just build more flex into everything that you do whether it be Mm -hmm. the actual plan itself the aesthetic itself um even how people take stuff like the for me, it's, it feels like, um, and I, I'm going to use a sports analogy, which is going to feel weird. <laughs> um, but like, you know, they talk about like when people are throwing a ball to you to like receive it and like with a little cushion, like that feels like that's what you have to do. Like you have to add a little cushion to everything so that there's not like this hard like reaction if something doesn't go exactly the way that you plan. So you just have to build in that like wiggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think like, for me, like my mindset 
as I get older is like that what that mindset is for me like that flex area is that like things not going exactly to plan to plan is a space for extra creativity and it's like okay like this is actually not even a bad thing that I have to react to it's just part of it and you are a creative person like apply your creativity to this extra little section that is a new thing to think about mm-hmm. yeah oh man those are both really good but yeah like totally agree that most of the um unplanned things that kind of make you have to pivot is due to someone's else react someone else's reaction um you know in the design world like when I'm designing logos I always say, okay, I'll give you, I don't know, I forget what I say. Usually it's like three options, three to five options. Mm -hmm. But in the background, like I've got probably like 50 options that I've worked through and I'm picking and choosing which ones I think fit what you're trying to communicate best. And, you know, I think every designer will tell you, you give someone three options and you're not crazy about one of them, the client's yeah. always going to pick the one that you're not crazy about. So don't give them something. Always. You're not willing to have your name on. <laughs> Every single time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So frustrating. <laughs> I'm like, that's the ugly one. No. Yeah. <sighs> Which, you know, you kind of learn, and that's kind of, you know, with time and maturity, like what you were saying, Allison, as the more years you spent being a designer, you've learned not to give them something that you just would not be content with them yep. saying yes to. And then, you know, sometimes you get the client where they're like, eh, I'm not too crazy about any of these. Okay. Well, I've got the other 47 that I didn't mm-hmm. show you that I can tweak and push. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no need to get upset. And, and that's so hard as a designer, like early on designers have big egos. I mean, when you put your heart and soul into something and design is so personal, like everyone has their own aesthetic. So you spend hours, you know, strategizing, brainstorming, sketching, bringing it to the computer and somebody just throws it out the window in a matter of seconds, it's soul crushing (laughs) sometimes. Mm -hmm. And as you have been in that, you know, as you've been in the field longer, you kind of know, okay, can't take that personally. They're seeing it from this perspective. They're not seeing it from my perspective and it's just, it's, it might not work. So let's try something else. And that's really, that's really hard. Like you got to learn to just kind of zip it and hear the feedback, take the criticism and just not take it personally. Yeah. I mean, I also, um, I was thinking about, so first of all, all that's happened to me. And (laughs) what I realized sometimes is that I'm like, it's not their reaction is not sometimes not about me. Right. So I had Mm -hmm. a client where I gave them three really strong logos in my mind, patting myself on the back. I was like, these are really (laughs) bomb logos and they're like we don't like any of them and they were great clients because they were like actually you know what these work great based off of what we said to you they're like there are things that we didn't say to you and so Mm -hmm. what I've learned is that a lot of times in design and other places is like when things don't go to plan sometimes it's not about me it's about the other person and I'm Mm -hmm. like either you didn't tell me enough you didn't know until you saw what happened that that's not what you actually wanted. And so again, it's like, that's the, the maturity part of it where you're like, yes, I, this, this email that I got where you're like, I don't like any of them feels like you just stabbed me a little bit, but also I can get over that wound pretty quickly. Cause I'm like, actually 
it doesn't mean that I'm not a good designer. It doesn't mean that these logos are not good. It just means that for whatever reason, we weren't quite aligned on the right next thing. And so let's spend some more time talking and get aligned so that the next set of things that I give you is going to be closer to what it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I remember my first exposure to that was um, in grad school. We used to have reviews. Mm-hmm. I remember the first Dark I, time. I failed Dark a review. Times. I don't know if you ever failed a review. I may have talked my way out of them. I failed a review and I spent like the next four days in bed, just like <laughs> depressed because it was like, it's the end of the world. My professors hate this. I'm never going to pass. It's like, you just got to pull yourself up and tweak some things. And, and you know, I, I was, what? I, well, how old was I in grad school? I was straight off of um, undergrad. So I went straight to grad school after undergrad. I think Allison, you worked uh, for a little bit. Yeah, and then, I was a little which, older, which I probably would have gone that route if I knew what I know now, but, mm. you know, I was still young and had that big ego and it's like, just got to build up that maturity and move on. Yeah. Make it better. <laughs> All right. So, um, bringing it back to family always, um, and, you know, I also love communication. How do you all think about communicating designs, plans to your family? I tell you, and then you tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> I do, no. And I mean, like, I mean, I, this is something, again, I think that, like, right, we're all in three different places. And, um, like, I don't have to, like I said, I can be, this has been a theme throughout People probably, if you don't know, you know, I, I'm by myself, I, you know, living by yourself for 40 plus, well, not 40 plus years, but you know, as an adult, you get there sometimes when you just get by yourself and communication is not necessarily the highest priority. What I would like to think is that when I do like, and it's something that I'm always working on, that I'm honest when I do it and, you know, try to be direct. And I think the reverse of that is also I think, and it's something you pointed out when you were talking about being able to accept criticism is really being able to listen to, right? Like a lot of communication is making sure that you listen before mm-hmm. you speak and knowing mm-hmm. what people, really hearing what people are saying about something before you, and it's hard, like thinking about like, you know, particularly plans and maybe not so much aesthetically, but thinking about like how you've planned your life to include certain people, certain ideas, and you have to be able to listen to folks to really hear what they're saying mm-hmm. before you're quick to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you're, cause like if y'all are talking at each other and they're not hearing what you're saying, like, no, it's not, it's, it's gonna be an issue. And it's the same thing. Like if you're both just like talking across each other, you're not hearing what people are saying and you're not communicating. You're just two people talking. And then it doesn't matter what the design is or what the plan is. If everybody's just doing their own plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or people don't even under, they don't even understand what the plan is. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you forget and then everyone's all confused. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. so I would say for me, like to, to avoid that, I, the thing I was thinking about when I was prepping is like, how do I communicate a plan? I'm like, put the Google doc. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time I'm sending somebody a Google doc about something. Um, I remember the first time 
I took Lance with me to Atlanta and we had only been dating for like two months. And I was like, all right, you have to meet all these people. And I started like explaining, I'm like, all right, Stan is my friend from, we started teaching together in 2002. And then, and he was like, look at his eyes, like glazed over. He was like, what, what? Like, how am I supposed to remember all these people? I made him a Google doc with pictures <laughs> of everybody, how I met them, when we were going to see them. Cause I had planned out the whole weekend. And, you know, like I said, I'm trying to build in a little bit more flex. So like, not everybody wants that. Not everybody needs that. And so I'm like, <laughs> not trying to throw a Google doc at everybody, but there are times when I find that not even times it's really helpful to be direct about plans. If you care, right? Like if that matters to you, then it really is helpful to be direct. Even if it's like, all right, we have a bunch of different text messages going about this, whatever this is. Let me pull everybody onto the same text chain, explain what's happened so far, what we already have thoughts about and how we're going to do it. Um, so I feel like my method of communicating is always to be as direct as possible, getting Google involved when <laughs> necessary. Um, but then also, like we said, it's like getting, holding those plans really loosely so that you then don't get your feelings hurt, but you also are providing enough structure for people to like, I, I, I call it like be safe inside of, like, I think sometimes mm. people who don't operate in the same way that I do in terms of like, always want, you know, being really structured in, in environments where there's no plan, there's no design. It can feel like chaotic, like mm. one of the words you use Lauren, but like I think that adding a little structure provides a little safety, but then like letting people flex inside of the structure has started to really work for me well. Um, mm -hmm. And then I also find that there's always a, I find that there's like a lot of magic that happens in those like flex areas sometimes. Um, you know, I think about, I went to El Salvador for my friend Justin's wedding in 2015 and I planned a, a solo trip um, to Guatemala after ended up going with somebody I met at the wedding. It was just like, I was like, oh, we like each other. It was fun. Let's go together. And that was like one of the coolest trips I've ever been on. And it would not have been the same had I been by myself. And so hmm. I am trying to, as I look back over my life, realize that like the flex is not only like a, a method to like be okay with how life works. It actually is where some of the coolest things happen, hmm. which I'm appreciating. <clears throat> I love that. That's awesome. That's one thing that I would say I need to work on. Cause yeah, I think part of communicating design to family for me is setting boundaries and not mm. letting, you know, I, in the past have kind of, uh, I don't want to say let people walk all over me, but have not set boundaries and it results in that chaos and it results in things, you know, if you have a plan for something, it's always going to veer off, which I love that you're talking about that flex space, but at least you can maybe form your boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're looking at like, you know, maybe a blueprint for a house, mm -hmm. a living room, whatever, all these different spaces, well, you, you leave that space for the flexibility. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but it's all still within the boundaries that you created so that you still can kind of manage things. I love that. Yeah. Um, I think of that question too, as far as how do you communicate design or show people always ask me, Oh, your husband must like love seeing all these creative things that you do because he's in, he is in an opposite career as me. He doesn't do anything 
creative and um and I'm like well no I really don't show him until it's complete because he'll be one of those people that's like over your shoulder like why does that look like that and I'll be like I'm not done (laughs) which it's like that's one I don't know Allison if you agree or Stan even if you agree too if you're working on something and it's like you know, you're in the middle of it, but it's not at a place where you want to show somebody and cause they just won't get it. <laughs> That's right. You're not going to see these ugly drafts on the screen. Absolutely yeah. not. Cause you're yeah. going to be like, you're a terrible designer. I'm like, no, I'm not like, mm-hmm. give me another day. I'm almost done. Yeah. But like people like you, Allison, I would throw before something was ready to a physical design was ready to show a client. I would absolutely send some, because you kind of get the process and yeah. you kind of have that foresight to be able to see where something is going Mm -hmm. where not a lot of people do so I don't let a lot of people into that space (laughs) yeah no that's 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 safety yeah yeah. (laughs) but that's also like just in life like beyond the aesthetic stuff and like every like people have a purpose right I think that's one of the things I think um you know as we get older you realize like and it goes along with the boundaries that Lauren is talking about. Like there are some people you have to keep in that, in your living room. Like they're not gonna ever come to mm. the flex space just because that's not where you and you and that person, where we, where we thrive together. Like we might just need to be in the living room and that's it, yep. you know? And I, just, I think that- the entryway, that, say outside yeah, the door. Yeah, you <laughs> might just need to say right there in the front yard <laughs> and that's fine, we wave. And that could be our own, like deep connection, but that's it. And I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, getting older, you real, like you said, with the boundaries that you realize that it's okay that you establish those boundaries that you allow for your own ideas and th- rules about things to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that the people who really respect you and really love you are going to be okay with that. They're going to be Absolutely. okay with those, with those boundaries. Yeah, that's a good way to weed out who's, you know, the people you want to be around too, or people who respect those boundaries and those who yeah. don't. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. People showing up opening closets in your house. You're like, okay, <laughs> let me invite you yeah. back to the front yard. <laughs> um, all right, well, what's up for you this week, Lauren? Oh man. So I was thinking about what to say for this, but I'm so into my kids' lives that these are two things that were influenced by my children. So one is an app that I've been on like every day. It's called Happy Color. Mm -hmm. Don't know if it's, it could be a really old app and I'm just getting into it, but I originally downloaded it for my kids because they were started getting into uh, Tom and Jerry, like the old school cartoon. And so we're looking for like pictures that they could color and John found this app, Happy Color. And it's literally, you get on your phone and like, it's like paint by number, but you touch like there's different colors and it might go up to like 70 different colors and it animates as it fills in and it's totally cheesy. And I didn't think I was going to like it because being a designer and artist, I'm like, I got to do hands-on stuff. What is this clicking on the screen? But it's so like, it's so relaxing and they have a (laughs) daily picture that you can get in and after it's all done, it animates like how you colored it in. And oh, wow. I get on there. It's kind of fun. That sounds Easy, fun. fun. <laughs> and then a show. Okay. Have you guys heard of Boss Baby? I've heard of it. The movie. Yeah. Right? There's a movie and there's a show. And then they just okay. came out with a second movie. 
Okay. And it is hilarious. Like it's the kids started watching it, but I will be passing through the room as they're watching it. And the one-liners in there, like <laughs> I would advise you to watch it, even if you don't have kids, because it's just so funny. It's, oh, it's, a, it's one of those things where it's like operating on two levels. Yes. It's like the kid thing. And then it's like, did they just say that? Right. And the kids don't know, but the adults yeah. are like, oh, wow, that's really funny. <laughs> so yeah, I've been like boss baby lately. That's awesome. Is that on, <laughs> where is that? Netflix? um so that the show is on netflix the new movie actually we just discovered you can only get it through peacock ah um, all the streaming services yeah okay. so we did get a subscription to that to test it out so that they could watch it i don't know if okay. or not but okay yeah what's up with you uh so the thing i'm super into right now is a new project management tool and this is super dorky like i right now am working on I'm like at a growth point in my business. And so everything is business related. I tried to think of something fun, but this is all I got. Um, this thing is called Notion. Have you guys heard of Notion? Mm-mm. So it <clears throat> can sit alongside like a Monday or a Sana or Trello. So it can do like a project management uh, function, but then it also, I'm finding it that it has, the thing I like about it is that it feels like this combo tool right so you can also like you can't make individual documents like a google doc but you can make like sub pages that are basically blank documents that you can type in and it's what i will say is it is not intuitive at all <laughs> if you open it and you're like oh, i'm gonna learn this by myself you will fail um but after i watched some youtube videos which i learned this week i really had to identify like i was filling out a onboarding survey to talk to my new design team. And one of the things I identified is that like, I'm terrible at finishing YouTube videos. Like as soon as I know enough to get started, I like leave it open in a tab. But mm-hmm. then I, and then I, I'm, I also have the nerve then to get angry when it doesn't go well. And I'm like, I don't understand how to do this. And I'm like, well, you didn't finish watching the, 30 video. Minutes of the video. <laughs> of course you don't know how to do it. But anyway, so I watched probably like three quarters of a video. And um, it is just really, it is a powerful tool. Once you mm. learn enough, it just has so many different things that it can do. And they there's like databases that like link together and then you can make, you can collaborate so you can share it with somebody else so they can be in it. But then you can also make private sections that you can have your own stuff that no one can see. So it is right now, and check with me in a month or two, uh, how I'm organizing my design team. And, um, so, so far so good. It's a fun new tool. It took me all of what day was it Thursday? I think that's all I did Thursday was watch YouTube videos on notion and try to set up my notion for my, for my new team. Hmm, So that's cool. So far so good. Um, Stan, what about you? What's up for you? Um, Grace and Frankie on Netflix. The mm. new season is out. I watched uh, it. You watched it? I have not finished it. I'm like, I got like five five episodes in, but- It's only five episodes. Well, then maybe I only got four episodes in. Yeah, it's only five. Okay. But I'm not finished. I know I didn't finish the end, but I just, I, I now I'm going to probably go watch all six seasons because it's just- Had you not seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. But oh. I will probably go back and just watch all. It's just, it's great. I mean, that's all I can say. It's great. I haven't watched it yet. 
Oh, oh you you would love it. You would love it's, it. It's it's been on my list to watch, and I just haven't. There's so many shows out there. I haven't. Yeah. Now that you say that, I need to go watch it. Yeah, and you. I mean, like Jane Fonda and Lily Tom. Like it's like, how did this not happen before? And it like it like <laughs> makes you appreciate non like just like their chemistry is just like amazing. Like you're just like how how did it take this long for them to have a TV show together? It just That's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. they are a delight. Is is a really wonderful show. And the cool thing, I always love hearing people say that they are haven't heard about it, which means that you get to watch the whole oh. thing all at once. And we mm. had to like wait in between. Yeah. Oh, what a treat. Yeah. What a so treat. Yeah, yeah. Watch that. Watch it. Just lock yourself, pretend like you're working. Yeah. Right. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that your kids are back in school. Yeah, can have a little bit of different background noise. <laughs> well, um, Lauren, how can people get in touch with you, get some of those delicious macarons? Am I saying it right? Macarons? Yeah, you are. You are. Okay. They're not macaroons. They're macarons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so for the macarons, uh, it's called Smacks, and that's on Instagram. It's Eat, Eat Smacks is my handle on there. For um, Orange Moss Creative, um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, with Orange Moss Creative as a handle and also Instagram. We're active on Instagram when I am on there. Um, so I'm on Twitter as well. I wish I was more into Twitter because I like it, but I just haven't been able to figure out how to be on there. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is Twitter is its own animal. It I, is. Yeah. You also have a beautiful new website. Yes, I do. you should talk about. It's gorgeous. Thank you for saying that because it's, yeah, I, I did not get the, I wanted to get the Allison approval before launching it, but, you know, hopefully I'll still get some, use some of your uh, constructive criticism. Yes, <laughs> I still uh, have that email. Yes, it's, it's beautiful though. Definitely check you. her out. And she has like all her services on there. So if you want a website, call her. Don't actually call me right now. <laughs> uh, she's better at it. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, and that's oh. orangemosscreative.com. <laughs> All right, friend. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was super fun. Uh, always love talking shop with you. Um, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. <laughs> Bye. 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 Support for this podcast comes from Lilacs on York Creative Studios. The Family Meeting is produced by me and Allison. Our theme song is by Will Salua, and it is entitled 135th and Coffee. You can find the show notes on what we discussed, including links posted in the blog section on lilacsonyork.com. And you can keep up with the show on Instagram at lilacsonyork and on Twitter at The Framley Meeting. You can also now watch us have these conversations on the Lilacs on York channel on YouTube. You can find me on social at Allison K. Mason on IG and Twitter, even though I do not tweet. You can find me on social at twice11 on IG and Twitter, even though I do not post on IG. Thanks for listening. Meet you here next week.